1: mm Welcome along, of course, to the Winners and Losers podcast with myself, Phil Casey, there hosting uh, tonight after a phenomenal uh, night of football last night uh, in mm. the world of football. And joining me tonight, I've got beside me is Shane Davron, and below me, of course, is Ray Dicko Dickinson. And look, before we go on, mm-hmm. you may have noticed this is my last uh, Winners and Losers podcast, probably for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. We've been doing this nearly 10 years at this stage, and it's, uh, I've had enough. At some stage, you just basically get to say the same thing over and over again. It doesn't matter who's manager, who's playing. You start hearing yourself repeat. And um, yeah, that's about it. So, but I will. Um, you're
2: going full-time with the NFL betting, aren't you?
1: Going full-time into NFL betting and also into cornhole championships. This is my latest. Int- I'm, I'm developing a cornhole podcast. Um, cornhole, of course, being a phenomenal way of where you throw weighted bags into a fucking wooden box, and that's about it. Um, but there is uh, there will be something coming along once a month. I will be around once a month um, on something brand new. Uh, well, it's not really new. Look, I won't, won't lie. Won't be, it's not <laughs> <brand new. laughs> I won't be brand new at all oh, um, I'm, I'm doing a, bringing back a once a month podcast that you're actually uh, not going to listen to uh, it's not even going to be live on YouTube, i have going to be straight with this, we're bringing back Trippers Chats as a podcast right um, and for anyone who's been around the Trippers long enough, um, I've got some of the old heads back just to do the pod so we will probably record like we used to do for two two and a half hours and whatever we can put out without being sued about 15 minutes worth of stuff stuff we want everyone we want everyone that's in the comments here and anyone that's in involved in either what's the telephone or what's the thing that the lads use these days this is what i'm like i'm way out of touch with young people i'm so old now this stage it's it's over um Telegram, that's what it is. Telegram, whoever's on the Instagram, whoever's on the Twitter, whoever's on the... No, we aren't on the Facebook, right? Whoever's there... We want your questions, suggestions, the whole lot, because that's the way Tripper's Chats works. It's all about your questions, and it's all about your suggestions. It can be anything you want to lash it in. So, anyway, that's it. Tripper's Chats making a comeback once a month. It'll be myself. It'll be a podcast only, um, and then after tonight, night, you just won't have to listen to my patter or brutal opinions or anything like that for um, a good while. I might pop in every now and then, but it's, it's, it's I won't be around every week as I have been for the last almost 10 years at that point. Right, and I'm going to go out on a high. I started this podcast when we were in the midst of of um brendan rogersville right and we were we were struggling and if everyone remembers the first six months we were so we've gone the fourth season into the second season we didn't know which way the brendan rogers experience was going to go so at that point in time there was question marks and all i know is in the last 24 hours the 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 walls have come crumbling down um the the lfc fandom they're they're eating themselves at the moment there's more factions and groups and the hatred going on that i've seen in a long long time and i actually feel like emperor palpatine in the last uh <laughs> star wars movie where i'm just sitting there just being held up by strings at this stage watching the absolute hatred and heart <laughs> going on it's it's, it's <laughs> phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal it's like it's it's what a way what a way to go on a high for me like this is the best thing that could have possibly happened. these are gonna go going the right way But lads, we're going to do winners or losers tonight. We could probably do a whole show on just players from last night's match, but we won't, um, and we'll keep to the team of this. So, Shane, I'm going to give you first, and I want to give you, give us your losers of the week. I want to know what your losers of the week is, because I think it's important to
2: get this off your chest. Jesus Christ. Losers of the week is Liverpool as a whole. The team, the club. Oh, where do you start? Where do you start? It was... I'm going to kind of start, actually, with probably the two, two the two big talking points, probably Trent and Virgil. Um, so fucking poor. Uh, Trent is just kind of oozing complacency, I think, at the minute, looking for uh, uh, the last while. He just looks like he kind of thinks he doesn't have to do the defensive side of it. It'll be all right. Virgil's kind of the same. The dangling the leg out. See the memes going around with him as Liam Gallard all day with the two hands behind his back. <laughs> um but just look, listen, just in general, as the way it goes for kind of a title race and stuff like that. What's that? We're five behind City are we? um, after three games. And well, I actually don't really think we even look like winning the fucking game of football, to be honest with you. As mad as it sounds, we were decent, all right, against Palace and Spells. Dug it out well to get a point down to 10. you against Fulham and last night was absolutely abysmal. I thought, absolutely abysmal. I thought, like, I didn't really think we looked like we scored until we did get a goal. And then after that, what we? We made a 2 1 in 81 minutes. Then, uh, like you think, all right, 10, 12, 40 minutes to go here. And I don't think we created a chance then after that, after we scored 2 1. So just put everything rolled into one. I let the two of yous come in there. We are most definitely the fucking losers of the week.
0: Dicko, are we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Red Steve said he's got it taped. My recommendation would be to tape over it straight away. I mean, it was a poor, yeah, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch any, any part of it again. Um, obviously you get the little clips going around on Twitter. That's as much as I can bring myself to look at really. Um, it was just, I mean, when you think about how we entered that game last night, um, all the incentive in the world to, to sort of put behind a couple of, Poor results, poorish performances. Could have got more than two points out the first two games. Things have panned out a little bit differently, but look, they didn't. City gave us, I think, the perfect recipe to go at that game yesterday. Aside from the whole, you know, United circus that was unfolding in front of our eyes, and we just, we just absolutely, um, well, as the as the Americans would say, I suppose, lay an egg um, as. Less cultured people would say shit to bed. I mean, basically, we went there and we, sh- we showed absolutely nothing. Um, <clears throat> we were we were we were outplayed. We were outthought. We were outworked. That was the the most alarming part. We knew there'd be a reaction from United, and we kind of weathered. I, I thought we weathered the early storm. There was always going to be that onslaught, uh, and I wasn't necessarily disappointed about us. Um, you know, being in that situation the first 20 minutes, understandable in a way, but we just never took control of the situation. We never said, okay, we, we, you know, I thought United potentially could have run out of a bit of steam, bit of, bit of energy, bit of belief. And we didn't, we didn't allow them to kind of get to that point at any stage in the game. Maybe, maybe the last, you know, five minutes or so, they were panicking a little bit because they could have let the results slip, but No, we were definitely, I mean, we're definitely, when you look at where the first three games have landed us now, an absolute mountain to climb. I mean, you know, Shawnee has been very adamant that it's a two horse race. I mean, you've got to, you know, this isn't kind of any kind of overreactionary, I don't think. You've got to say to yourself, we're in, we're fair and square in a a top four battle as it stands. We, you know, we've got to be, fairly realistic based on the injuries that we've got the last time we had an injury crisis of any magnitude, we just about scraped by into fourth. And I think in some ways this is, this is on a, on a par in some ways it's worse because we, again, we're dependent on bodies coming back. And when are they coming back? I mean, Nabi Keita again, you know, just a, an absolute baffling injury from absolutely nowhere, it, whether it's a, Bad luck or bad planning. We're, we're really deep in the shit now.
1: <sighs> okay, I've been thinking about this all day. Of course, so, you have. Because I had to do this podcast. It's the only reason you yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't <laughs> pay with a bit. any attention. I, I literally wouldn't paid any attention to this whatsoever. Um But I'll be I'll, I'll be genuine, right? Uh, we made this gamble two years ago. And it an almost, almost resulted in us missing out in Champions League football. We're clearly making a gamble that we have enough bodies, even though they're very injury prone, because it's not Jude Bellingham or it's not the midfield target that they've identified to, that they want to build the midfield around, right? Everyone is going on about everything else. And um, you know, Klopp doesn't get the money and it's FSG's fault and, and all this type of stuff again. It's not. This is the system. This is the way he's been since he came in. He won't sign a person just to sign a person. We we know this, right? <coughs> he'll only sign someone that he believes in um, and he'll only do something that he wants to do. So there's no point in railing against FSG. right? You're basically railing against Klopp if you're railing against FSG, demanding that we sign somebody. He's not going to bring somebody in unless... Let, let's take Bellingham, because everyone thinks that's the name that's out there and that's who he's waiting for. If Bellingham is the chosen man, he will wait until he gets that player. If he doesn't, he won't. Somebody said, I was waiting for somebody to say to Kabak and Davis. He went to, he had to sign somebody at that point because Fabinho, who was to basically break glass in case of emergency, he was gone for eight weeks, right? That was it. They needed something. They needed bodies at that stage. It wasn't even a case that they needed players. They needed bodies to, to fill out a squad. And then they found out that they may as well have played Nat Phillips and the other fellow, Reese Williams, that, that we had at the time. So at the end of the day, right? If we're looking at what is it that that's driving this malaise, really, uh, th- fundamentally, it's not the midfield. I know everyone looks, and it's the easiest thing to point that right. The fall off here has been our abilities to maintain clean sheets. Okay, it's this single fundamental piece, and it's the now it's the crack in Virgil Van Dijk. We've gone from the point where this guy was a one man fortress, a one man wall against teams. There's someone now who's given up mistakes and given up errors. And in my view, I thoroughly believe that Van Dyke does whether it's conscious or subconscious, he'd gotten to a point in his career where he literally only had to look at defenders and midfielders and they'd they'd or forwards and they'd stop on their tracks. They, they now they feel they can take him on. And I don't know if Van Dyke is thinking to himself a wee bit. When was the last time he had that major injury? It was just before a major tournament. Holland are mm. going into as one of the tor- pre-tournament mm. favorites. This is his last chance to go to a World Cup this is the last chance to go to the World Cup so you look at it right if we can't sort our defence out it doesn't matter what we do in midfield it doesn't matter what we do anywhere else we go we need to build from the back Klopp built this indestructible team and indestructible ways from building from the back we all think it's about the front but it's not it's about the back he made that so rock solid we don't give up goals we don't win we don't do anything like that we don't give away stupid goals and all of a sudden we're giving away the same type of goal and we're giving away the same stupid goal over and over again if you want to go into the midfield, it's a gamble. It's a massive gamble, but we know that this is the gamble they're prepared to take until they get the man yeah, that they
2: want. Well, f- just on that, Phil. F- I, I, I agree with you. What you thought about about the defense and stuff like that, and agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's how clock works, and we're using Bellingham as the example. That 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 would be a fine, That 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 answer is fine. If you only need one midfielder, we're going to need three next summer, Phil. I, probably, listen, David, probably. I, I, so all my, my argument yeah, I, 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 I totally get what you were saying all my argument is, is there sure. is that obviously let's say for instance let's call a spade a spade Bellingham was number one on the list there's a two or three a four and a five knowing how the club work Maybe trying to bring one of them forward would be the thing. That's all I'm talking I'm not talking about going out and signing someone off the road and just grab somebody mm-hmm. to get somebody. In. No, no, no. You, you obviously have your plans there. You might have to move something forward, like we did with Diaz, because Spurs moved them. That's a for them. That's slightly different. Bellingham is obviously number one, probably, but there's obviously two, three, four, and five there. And if you can get, if, if, if you like them, you're, you're probably going to need to sign them next summer anyway. Um m- more than more than Jure Bellingham more than one. So that's all that's all my you know, argument beyond that.
1: Do you not think that they've been lulled into this myth? And I've I've said this loads of times and I'll say it again, right? Our reliance on CASA is now has now become such an issue, right? Mm. We expected after his uptick in performances last year, everyone was expecting that this was the season that he was going to push on and really cement himself in midfield. You know, the, the, the normal Hendo Outists and Milner's the worst in the world fellas, they were delighted because they could see their dream trio of Fabinho, Thiago and night nailing down the yeah. midfield. Lads, Thiago manages about 24 games a season. Before he signed, I remember having a debate on this here, I was saying my biggest worry about Thiago coming in was the amount of games he's gonna play when we have to play 50 to 60 games a season. Fabinho is good for at least a six to eight week stint on the sidelines at some point during the season. And Casey, like I've said it from the start, his biggest problem is that he really isn't up for it. He really isn't up for it. Like he's got he's an immensely talented player. I got slaughtered by people here in the comments, I got slaughtered before for saying it, it was just like, oh, you're just pro, you're pro Brexit midfield and pro this thing. Honest to God, the guy is a myth, you know, and it's sad because I was I was really excited when we signed him, when I saw him. And I, think a podca- I think there's a podcast that I go that goes back, and I think you guys might have been on it when Jamie was on it, going way way back, and um, we were starting to say who could potentially be the flops of these signs that we made that summer, and mm.
0: my prediction was Kaita, so
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was like, like there uh, I, go, I, I didn't I want
0: play, it. It, it stuck in my mind, Phil. I think you were making the predictions back when we were still, you know, we were still in the studio filming and it was that far yeah. back, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, so fair play for kind of sniffing that one out. I mean, ultimately, it's it's got to the point now where it's it's gone beyond the joke. I think even Klopp's kind of maybe misguided faith in what he was going to become this season is probably now just sort of blown up because he looked completely mm-hmm pissed off yesterday when when he had to discuss what happened and 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 did the latest injury in the catalogue i mean i think i think he backed he backed him he backed i think he backed the on the basis that backed him on the basis that this was kind of a a make or break season for Nabi cater as a player as an individual who in the last year of his contract whether he delivered for us um you know whether that whether that resulted in another contract with Liverpool or a contract elsewhere he had an incentive to to play to, to you know to, to deliver on the pitch because it was one way the either be Liverpool or someone else who was going to secure his next big contract um and and unfortunately it's it's kind of it's followed the trend of the, the fact that the guy just isn't hungry enough to 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 to, to do what it it takes to to, to really kind of knuckle down and succeed, you know. But maybe we're being unfair. Maybe his his body is just not up to the rigors of Premier League football, and maybe as inevitably his next move will be away from England. Maybe if he returns to Karma Waters, his body won't be as as you know under as much pressure, and he'll be able to to play. You know, eighty. 90% of a season. Just in the, before yeah. you come in, just another thing on yeah. Fabinho, you're saying about <clears throat> he's always good for a six to eight week stint on the sidelines. The problem with that is not just a stint on the sidelines. Now we've seen it time and time again, when he comes back, he's so slow to get back in any kind of a rhythm in any kind of form. He almost becomes a liability. I mean, when he come on mm-hmm. last night, I mean, he was running in treacle at times, you know, he was, you know he was repeatedly fouled, but he just didn't have that that burst to get away from from other play. You know from United players to actually, you know, spring. at a, 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 Well, it was generally a counter attack that he was trying to spring. Um, his his form is a real problem. He was, would have been another, you know, dependable in Klopp's mind for this season, and and that's another thing that he's not being able to turn to.
1: So. The two things I want to point out to people on this, and it's 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 key, right? And there's, it's coming in, why is there so many injuries, you know, one side, one side in four years? I think you've got to remember one thing. Why so many injuries? I think, and I think one of the biggest challenges that I put to it is the lads seem to approach pre-season in the exact same way as we normally approach pre-season. Even though we had a curtailed window of summer in terms of to get the pre-season in, You had so many of those players playing an absolute meaningless dog-shite international games all the way through June after a 60-game football season, right? So if you don't think that that wear and tear on the body eventually lands in a pile-up of injuries, particularly if the players themselves are prone to soft-tissue injuries... That's <clears> what we're seeing at this moment. Look, look, look who we're talking about. We're talking about Thiago. We're talking about Kayser. We're talking about who's picked up a knock before what's going on. Curtis Jones is a young fella. He's picked up a knock in terms of what's there. You look at our defenders. So, Matt, the. He's always picking up injuries. Do you know what I mean? Unless he's rested in terms of what's there. And then you're left with, you're looking at going, okay, so Jota. what have what they done?
2: Got the yeah, same it, hamstring
0: again. He was playing in stupid, yeah. stupid games for Portugal.
1: Stupid games, right? So you, you're looking at this. Then I look at the guys that we've brought in, and they're still like, so Diaz, as you know, my, my opinion on Diaz is looks great when you're looking at things, but so far fair to come up with the end product. He gets the goal against Crystal Palace. But like, they, here's the impact of no Mane. You're looking for me you now. This is a guy that we've said and this and I've said and that. I, I thought as, as, as a top level, and I'm talking about a top level player, the one that he, wa- that he was three years ago, he's nowhere near that. You know, he was completely ineffective last night. You know, and we're relying on Nunes and we're relying on Diaz to be as effective as the players they're replacing. And so far they haven't. So if you combine them all, you look at it, I wonder have did they go too hard in preseason in terms, given the type of season that they have in front of them? And we're seeing this massive ramp up to happen through preseason. And next minute you pick up all these injuries just before the season starts, which means that you've got to get your way through the first four to six weeks until you start getting players back, which is great until you realize you've only got six weeks until the World Cup starts and a break that happens. Now I think somebody says we have the biggest number of our squad in the top six or top eight isn't going to the World Cup so they all go back out for another <laughs> mini preseason, and that to me when, when I saw that I was like oh, then it's even more ridiculous that they didn't seem to wind down wind down um, the preseason slightly knowing that they're going to have a a break that they don't normally have and that they can ramp it up again to have those players when they come back. Uh, There's lots of questions, but of course we're going to question it because we're not used to this. We're not used to this start. We're not used to this, this, this ramp. We're not used to what's going on. And people are going to question it. But I would caution everyone to basically take a breath because this is going to be one of the weirdest seasons on record I don't believe it's going to be a 90 plus season that wins it I think it's going to be more closer to the COVID season because you have this absolute bastard of a tournament that's stuck in the middle for absolutely no reasons in the World Cup and that's going to flip the switch and change everything again because you're going to have the cluster of games before and you're going to have a ramped in cluster of games after and that's going to change the complexion of what this league looks like because you will get this fatigue through all the squads we're dealing with it straight away and my biggest worry is what happens after what happens after the World Cup up. do we get over injuries and move on or not and I think the Canadi uh, 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 Shane I've got to mention that the Canadi injury that guy was just establishing himself as mm. our as our, our, our number two alongside Virgil and yeah. for him to pick up an injury that again when we signed him what did we all talk about when we had last year I hope his injury record in Leipzig is just a blip and that it's not a constant mm. thing straight away we're into this season and he's he's picked up an injury well, last point. Massive
0: blow. massive blow. I mean, the fellow was phenomenal in the Champions League final, and he doesn't even yeah. make it into the first game league game of the season. Such a massive blow. And I think and I, keep, it'll, I, I think it affects you know, we're critical of Virgil. If he has a solid you know, partner, a real number two who's who's increasingly improving, you know, game on game alongside mm-hmm. him, instead of what's turned out to be three different Central defensive partners already in three league games. I mean, you know, and 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 who knows who's going to start against them And The impact,
2: the, the impact kind of goes forward down the road as well, Dico, because like Nunes obviously gets suspended. It's going to take him longer now to bed in because he's not yeah. he's he's not playing for three weeks. He's trying and he's not playing. Who knows if he go if he comes straight back in? Listen for me, I was yeah. off for me and I was off last night but Klopp Klop, Klop might have the hump him that he stuck the head in your man and go listen you're not going straight back in you're back in the bench and he's back in then you've Canate. he's out there's kind of a weird thing happening for some reason where we're not getting told how long players are out for now now if that's a thing that the club don't want analysts from other clubs now and that he's definitely out for us or he might be back fair enough but we don't know how long Canate is going to be out for and then obviously when he comes back he's not going to be ready to go straight back in and um, beside Virgil to the level that he was at. So it just it pushes everything down to the road. And like Phil said, it probably looking like something that maybe after the World Cup rolls around, maybe that we start seeing some sort of continuity and uh <laughs> continuity and a bit of fucking derail us.
1: There, just in case anyone was wondering why I was waving <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Shane Downs, I will say to you, yes, one thing. Diaz show pony hasn't got any end product, right? I'm just gonna let just you know that, right? Two, I think Carvalho, I think Carvalho gets Diaz's a spot before the end of the season, right? I think Harvey Elliott is a great basis for your attack prong of, of a three-man midfield. And there's a part of me that says, so the Henderson and the Mil- the Henderson thing that people are going on about. Let's not forget, lads, these fellas, and it's again the same core of players that Klopp is sticking with, right? Played what sixty games last season? More than absolutely anybody else. Team players have form. Players go in and out of form. This is a natural part of of, of what happens in football. I really wish we could see him maybe be a bit more. And it's very unlikely, un- but not unlikely, but very unusual. But I, I I I throw some of the younger players in. Throw some of the throw some of the younger players in. I genuinely would. Jackal. I'm way off on Diaz. He's a street fighter. Fantastic. That's great. But a street fighter who can't finish the dinner is no use to anybody. Right. He reminds me of Prince Nasim Hamed. force smack on the chin and go down. Right. He's, he's like, it's great. Step overs, tricks. He reminds me of um, Dusan Tadic at the moment. Right. So lots of flair, lots of fantastic trickery, lots of, oh, that's close. No end product. No end product. You know what I mean? So it's like you can give out, you can give out Salah all you want. Fella turns up all the time, week in, week out. Bang. Salah, that's your man. That's what you mightn't do much for 90 minutes, but you'll score a goal. And that's what you want. And that's what we need from Diaz. That's what, that's what we're missing from Mane. If Salah doesn't score, Mane scores. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is what we expected from him. So now is Palace goal? Is Palace goal? fantastic? He scored one goal. Well, he's got four goals last season. So he's got five goals since he signed for us. Prolific what's that out 96 games he's played in so, so come on let's let's be real here right lads 15 goals for Diaz this season you'd be looking to get 15 assists from Diaz this season That might 15 goals I, I have a bet with Steve O'Daly that he'll score no more than 5 goals this season right honestly God that's straight up when when he's back on uh, Tripper's Chats he can t- go through the range of bets that we have <laughs> us.
0: right five goals. Um, league, goals, Davos five league goals what 5 league goals 5 goals
1: yeah 5 league goals okay. all season he's a big yeah. fan Steve Steve was a big fan of Diaz and uh, nah not having it not having no end product great step overs if you want to see some flashy uh, Instagram uh, skills he's the right fella to look at if you want to see end product and, and results he'll be gone as soon as Joseph comes back who's he gonna who's gonna who's gonna like why would you keep playing a fella who's who's ineffective around the box that's what's gonna happen anyway where are we going to right next um, what we're we talking about so Davo we just go with you what's your winner
2: yeah, I mean, winner Harvey Elliott. You you uh, just mentioned him there. I think he was the the best of a very bad bunch, but I thought I thought he I thought his performance was commendable. Now, out oh, of the out oh, the the eleven players, I thought he was the real bright spark. Um, great to see after the bad injury he had as well. But he'd some he some lovely touches. He was actually I thought after five minutes, of actually putting our group, Elliot looks lost couldn't get on the ball. But then after that, he just kicked into gear he was available all the time and all of our good work um, went through him yesterday. Um, so i really, I'd give, Car- give Carvalho an, an honourable mention. I thought when he came on, he was he did more, than, did more when he came on than a lot of them. Uh, in the 10 minutes or 20 minutes he came on than a lot of them. I thought he'd done very well. Excited to see him play a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously involved in the goal, but I thought... Kind of, from a starting point of view, I thought uh, Elliot was really the bright spark. If, if you go through the team, like, Allison probably stopped at being embarrassing. Uh, Trent and Virgil were dripping complacency. Gomez oh, is not getting very close to just thinking he's done, because it's harsh on him, but when he gets, because of his injuries, when he gets in, he needs to take his chances, and he is not doing that at all. Robbo's been way off for a while. Milner and Henderson, poor should Milner shouldn't be starting games, and as you said about the front three, Salah, turns up gets a goal yet. Yeah. No issues there for me, and no i And Diaz needs to do more. So, really, Elliot, I thought was really the, the the bright spark yesterday, and uh, looks like with with the injury situation, with with the Cater situation. Anyway, I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna find himself starting a hell of a lot more, and he's gonna get he's gonna get a run of games, and uh, and he knocks himself. So, which would be great to see how he how it pans out for him
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, Harvey Elliott, I mean, he has been a bright spark the first three weeks. I mean, all I would say on it is in some ways, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, want him to have been starting, you know, games. I, I've got, you know, it, for me, he would have been... um You know, great as someone to come off the bench last night for the last 30 minutes. If we would have had obviously more options in midfield to start the game, um, you know, he, I think he, I think he's gonna, because of all of the injuries around him, I think he's gonna really establish himself. So, on a, on a, on a personal level, I'm sure he's absolutely thinking to himself, this is my opportunity to, to, to grab you know, a, a position as a first choice in this midfield. And to be fair, he's done himself absolutely no harm in the first few weeks. Fully expect him to start at the weekend against Bournemouth, potentially Cavalio as well, getting a start. Um, I mean, I'm going to the game on Saturday and I and I really would like to see two of them start. I mean, I think, you know, it's a Bournemouth side that we should be beating handily, despite what's gone on in the first three weeks of the season. Um, you know, his injury last season was, you know, it was a travesty really because he was, he was just really getting into his stride. So yeah, I think he's going to be a mainstay for the, for, for this side over the next, you know, number of years, five years, whatever it is. Um, I think, you know, I do think going into the season, you know, Klopp would have seen him challenge him for a place wouldn't necessarily be an automatic selection. And I think him and Cavallo Cavallo would have been, you know, in Klopp's mind, you know, sufficient to be those kind of number five, number six or number, you know, number four, number five midfielders um, with with all the lads being available. But look, he's got his chance now and um, hopefully he'll kick on. And um, if he could just maybe add a little bit of end product in terms of, you know, scoring a goal here and there, I think it'll do his confidence no no end of good because I have noticed when he gets into shooting positions, he don't know whether it's just by bad luck or judgment <clears throat> or whatever, but he just never seems to get a shot on target. He always seems to someone always seems to get a block in. Um, so hopefully he'll he'll uh, he'll get he'll get a goal before too long, and and that'll give him even more confidence because. I don't think he's lacking for it at the moment. In 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 many ways,
1: mm. Mm. you've covered him off. With I think he's a lovely player. Um, he's definitely one for the future, no matter what ha- goes on this season. Me, um, uh, Carvalho, I like I like to look at the the the, the young fleet as well, um, and I'd like to find ways into. I, I like again, the the problem we have is. Like there's a natural way to put Carvalho into the team, and that's you take Firmino out and you put him into the into the top three. There's potential to rotate Elliot and him in, you know, through a game, just to throw defenses and throw players and just to pull teams out of position. Because one of the things that I I, I think when you look at us, teams are a bit sort of aware of how we how we're playing and how we're setting up and how how we're structured. And normally we've been very good at moving players and rotating players and, and things like that. So I think the, I think yeah the, I I I'd, I'd put and that's where I would bring Carvalho into that front three. Whether you move Mo central, you like you, you know the, your choices are limited. You go to play Diaz Mo or um, Firmino or, or Carvalho. So so throw Carvalho in, and I, that's not being harsh on Firmino. Like I think Firmino can give us fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes playing league cup games and play.
0: In in games, player, he should. Bobby yeah. should be basically the Divock kind of you know. Position in the in the squad now. He, he the only problem is he doesn't get a goal. <laughs> yeah, true. He's never he's never liable to get actually get a goal, but he might actually contribute something and disrupt and and set mm. something up. But well, some of his stuff last last night was just so frustrating. You know the what, the one where he just scoops it up in the air when we turn the ball mm. over in a really dangerous area. I mean, you just you just you just want to punch something, don't you? When you see stuff like that, it's just. It's so, it's so maddening. Um, I, he's, he's like, you know, I think we've all enjoyed the time, you know, if you talk about, you know, being sentimental and whatnot, I think the majority of the fans have loved the ride that Bob, Bobby's been on with us over the years. But I think we just have to face facts now that he's no more than a bench player, really, mm. you know, league Our cup best. star and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just—he's kind of—he's a spent force as far as being up to our stands. Don't know what, what his next move potentially could be. He's been a brilliant servant. He's—he's—he was part of what was an electric front three for such a long time. Mm. Um, but to, to, his, 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 his days are numbered for me. As and as soon as as soon as Jotter's back, as soon as Nunes is back, his minutes will be severely lacking. I think this season.
1: Kevin Sullivan says he should be sold this week and replaced with a forward this week.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't shed a tear. I wouldn't shed a tear, to be uh, honest with you. Like, no, it's... Like
2: no, no, it's not going to happen,
1: though, Luke. If, no, If they sold him this week and replaced him with midfield, I think we'd all be happier. Like, and I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way. It's like if, if we if we sold him, Keita... And um, this week and replace them with two midfielders. Davo will be a lot happier because then we get two midfielders in. Then we get sorry, Bellingham next year. And you have a whole new midfield. You'd be, you'd be absolutely over the moon, Davo. And that so, list, so, like, that
2: list is gone. Then a midfielders all finished. Yeah, yeah. Scratching them I'll off. All, way way
1: all, way. all three, you get all three. The bang, yeah. bang, job done, 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 done. Right, we're all done. Let's go again. But like you know, the, the, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know at, at this point in time. I'd like to see why not do something different. If you can't change things around in these moments then it's harder to change it's it's like it's easier to do stuff when things are going really well for you and you can bring players in and bring players out right but when something isn't happening for you in the system and something and you're you're searching for moves and all that type of stuff like there's a whole mentality please they they just need And i'll be straight with you what that team needs at the moment is to keep is to win one nil keep a clean sheet right and score a go and and just wait, score a goal. It doesn't matter if it's the ninety fifth minute, right? Just score a goal. Just to get that you know that thing that that thing that clicks on. Because it's just that oh yeah, we don't concede goals, we can score goals, and even if we only score even if we only score one, we can still win games. When was the last time we won one nil?
0: I can't remember the last time we won one nil. I genuinely can't. can't win, remember. You can't win one nil when you keep going one nil down, can you? Yeah, Fact. but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't remember when we last won one we nil.
1: And if you remember the year we won the league, we we had loads of one nils. Yeah, the year before too. that, when we went close with City, we had loads of one nils. And mm. I I remember I remember Shani saying it uh, way back. I think it was yeah, it was the year before we won the league. Saying now when we concede a goal, you're never worrying about. Sorry, now when we go one nil ahead, you are never yeah. worried about conceding
0: the goal. No, do you know what I mean? It was Joe like, job done. It was night. You were ninety yeah. percent there when you went one 0 up. When we were when we were at our sort of dominant best. Yeah, yeah. I think I
2: think I think, yeah. I think we won fourteen games by a the, the goal in the the year we won the league.
1: Yeah. So, <coughs> it's like that, and that that generally is the bedrock for a title challenge. I, I will say I don't think there's any any hope in hell we can win the league now. Right. You can't win a league in August or September, but you can lose one. And I think, sadly, um despite. My own optimism that we'll still probably end up second, right? I still think that we will have we've already dropped too many points because there will we'll get another dodgy spell at some point during the, the course of the season. Which I is look at the next enough.
2: look at Phil, the next the next three is well, it's it's uh, it's Barmouth, Everton, and Newcastle, Newcastle. Oh, oh, in oh, between, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really we this
0: game. yeah in oh, any, oh, I don't think that's an no,
2: no. In the
0: in a normal season, Davo. Well, say normal season. In the past few seasons, we'd be we'd be we'd be going around here, and we'd all be predicting nine points, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Not now, not no. now, not not off what we're coming off. If 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 we get a win and two draws, we wouldn't be totally shocked, would we? Five points.
1: No, I I I think we get seven. I I think we will get seven. I think either Newcastle or Everton. Um, because Lampard's probably on the verge of getting... Is that ever the match in Anfield or in Goodison?
0: I think it's a Goodison because we're playing two home games in a row. So I think it's a Goodison then after that.
1: Yeah, well then that's probably where you drop drop two points because they'll pitch forks and everything will be out. All the Shelbyville lads will be all out trying to get onto the pitch and, and get Lampard and kill him and everything before the match and string him up and, and all that type of Champions stuff. Champions
2: League is so, back yeah. uh, next week as well, or two weeks' time as well. So that's midweek as a start. Back so. in the mix, yeah. So well, let's hope Just some of them injuries start easing. Yeah, I even mean, though the job. Nah, it's uh, the, draw,
0: the draw the draw's, draws thursday yeah the draws thursday Jeez, do,
1: do, i hope to get onto they need to get onto Ryanair quick then if they need to book the flights for that start in the following week like <laughs> it's got to be quick quick turn around in terms of uh, this is ridiculous uh, uh, that goes back to my early point this is the ridiculous the season Ray Dickel, who's your loser of the week
0: uh loser of the week well we're on we're we're on, we're on a, a liverpool uh, quest tonight so run. i think yeah. i think someone actually I don't know whether they was they were just kind of preparing this, but someone lobbed it in the chat. There, loser of the week is Klopp. Um, okay. But yeah, Zupdog, Dog, uh, spot on. Uh, I think it was uh, Klopp, loser of the week. Um, let's let's just start by saying you know some of these crazy shouts. Um, I, I was I was almost tempted, tongue in cheek, cheek to put hashtag Klopp out uh, next to my name on this. Tonight just to just to see if thats stayed any reaction on 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 the uh, before we even got started, but um yeah we've got hash, hashtag f s g out uh well established now, I wonder how long it'll take for hashtag Klopp out to become well established but but no on a serious note, anyone who's jumping in at the deep end and saying you know it's all down to cloppy needs I think I've seen a tweet today is. You know, what one one Premier League, one champions league eight, in eight years, it's just not good enough. Um, you know, just going completely off at the deep end. The reason why I say Klopp is, is the loser is really because essentially he you know, he, he he had a plan going into the into the preseason, coming into the into the charity shields, you know, we we, we looked uh, like you know, all guns blazing. We looked like we were on course, um, to, to really hit the ground running going into the new season and all the, you know, all the best laid plans in the world that Klopp had. You know, I was mentioning a little bit earlier, the likes of, you know, Elliot and Cavalio coming through as, you know, maybe fifth choice, sixth choice midfielders. All of that, it, you know, by the, by the fourth game of the season has just gone completely out the window, you know, and we're looking at, maybe starting to those two lads on, on on Saturday out of out of necessity more than anything else. Um whatever it is that's that's going on behind the scene. And we none of us know, you know, we've all these ITKs and, and people speculating about you know the club not backing them or or Klopp being a yes man and all of this stuff that really no one has proper foundation it's just all speculation and opinions um Mm. but the reality is whether he whether he wants someone in in this transfer window or not the fact will be um it won't be his plan a probably not even his plan b i mean you know he is is everything is up in the air and 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 for that he's he's ultimately the loser because he's now got to try and pull all of this madness together um to stop us from a losing complete touch with Manchester City and b if we don't if we don't get our act together over the next course of the next three games you know actually kind of being in that kind of malaise that we would have been in in years gone by where we're just struggling to get into the to break into the top 4 so um yeah klopp 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 definitely my my loser of the week, and um, you've seen a little bit of frustration coming out uh, after the game, even immediately after the game, where he goes over to Bruno Fernandez, who was at his absolute cheating best yesterday, by the way, getting booked for a dive, um, how he didn't get a second yellow card for hanging on to that ball and then trying to pretend that someone took a swipe at him um to get the ball off and it was Salah or maybe someone else in the end. Um but yeah Klopp showing his frustration at the end a little clip of him um going up and almost kind of the passive aggressive kind of grabbing the neck and whatnot. But um yeah hopefully he can keep a lid on it keep a lid on the emotion regather us for for Saturday. Um but yeah he's had a bad week he's had a really bad week
1: just before you jump in Shane I just want to um just for anyone that's watching at this stage, uh, this is an important announcement. Did you know that browsing online using Incognito <laughs> doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your your ISP, and other prior noise. <clears throat> IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details uh, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is an offer and an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our lesson- listeners, listeners, with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP IPvanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. Wasn't that good? That's very professional, is it? Right now, hang on a second, I've got something else. This is because this is this was done to annoy me. So, and now, a word from BetterHelp How will well would you take care of your car if you had to keep <laughs> the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work, we don't treat them that way. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy i haven't read this there are plenty of ways to support the healthy brain like learning a new language or taking paranaps. there's also better help online therapy a lot of us know someone that needs help at certain stages in life we could do with someone to talk to seven points um oh yeah better help is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat only therapy sessions so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with therapists in under 40 hours um our listeners get 10% off the first month at betterhelp.com slash daytrippers. That's betterhelp.com slash So That's 10% off. Um, and honestly, outside that, right... Absolutely, go there and 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 talk to somebody. It is important to talk to people if you need to talk to. Them. Anyway, so that's IP vanish. That's what's happened to Liverpool's title credentials. And Better Help, you might need know anybody in Anfield, send the lads on, and we'll give them a trip, uh, a reduction off the day trippers. Um, they get ten percent off. Uh, so if you want to give Hendo or Milner or any of the lads that you've been abusing online, a, a shout, send them over <laughs> <up> towards Um, <betterhelp.com. laughs> uh, Right, so. That's exactly what you want to do. Uh, yeah. Right, where are we now? Um, well, we said Davo Klopp got... is the loser. Davo, Klopp is the loser.
2: Oh, look, Dicko said it there. Look, he, he's had a bad week. Um And I think if, if you kind of remember back to that COVID, uh, like, wasn't it? Uh, they losing the six home games in a row and no fans. And he just, he looked absolutely just bereft. He hated it. He'd obviously have to a family member. He couldn't go home for the funeral. He just looked, looked like he was totally hating football. Now, I don't think it's that bad this time with him, but he like Dicko mentioned, like passive-aggressive there with Bruno Fernandes, like he, the the frustration is coming close, I think, with him. He's not happy um, with the injuries. I'm not saying he's, he's gone kicking and screaming for a midfielder and, and telling them now, and that's why he's frustrated. I'm not saying that at all. But I think he's really, really frustrated with the way the injuries have hit um, so many of them he mentioned it last week in a press conference he thought there was a ghost in the or a witch he said in the in the training ground because every time he, someone knocked on the fucking door it was bad news uh, mm-hmm. to do with the injury so I think he's really 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 frustrated and it's been a it's been a tough week for him look at he's going to turn it around no doubt about it Um we have a must win on Saturday so hopefully we can fucking do that because Jesus if, if we thought things are bad now we don't win the weekend all hell of a fucking break loose. But he's had a he's had a bad week. I think the injuries are kind of hit him as like a sucker punch. And uh he's gonna need them to clear up uh big time.
1: I've no opinion. Listen, when you get beaten by United I've having not beaten been beaten by United for donkeys, like inevitably it inevitably was gonna happen, right? And I could have mm. I, I just Knew we weren't going to win that match. There was too much. There was too much confidence. There was complete overconfidence, right yeah. going into it. And even we agree with you.
2: We, you know, fucking, we, was, we slept walking into a field. There was we were asleep walking yeah. into
0: it. And it was. Think- there was so many. There were so many parallels to the Fulham game. To be honest with you, there, there really was. I mean, uh, you know, almost. You know, even down to kind of the crowds and and not really anticipating how. Their fans would be up for it and stuff like that. It just smacked to that, and we were we were we were sleepwalking. And the only difference, really, between the, the the you know the Fulham game and that game last night is 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 you know we didn't get ourselves two goals behind at any stage against Fulham. Yeah. Obviously, last night yeah. we did. That was the crucial thing. I think we all if we could, if we could have kept that game within one goal, we could always have. You know, got something out of it. It was just a bridge too far to be two goals behind. That ultimately for us,
1: Dico. <laughs> so there's so many teams you can go, and it's, it's always reactive because it's, the emotions are raw. Um, but like ultimately, Klopp hasn't hasn't had a bad run like this since the season before last. Mm. And there's always excuses. And again, we have yeah. excuses in this instance, right? You know, at some point, you can just how this team is going to bounce back. No matter what you do, the amount of quality that sits in the team, you're going to bounce back at some point, right? So, looking at that, looking at where City falling down at the weekend as well, in terms of Newcastle down, is there, or is there a way to be positive in where we sit at the moment?
0: I mean, five points is is look. It's not insurmountable. There's it, it only three games to go. Flip side is there's still thirty five. There's it, only three games gone. There's thirty five games to go. So th- there's a hell of a lot of the season still left to, to 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 turn things around. And and you know, um, you know, it's a kind fixture, Bournemouth at the weekend, really, to try and reestablish a little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger. Hopefully, and then carry that forward into a midweek game against Newcastle, when hopefully the crowd will be, you know, reinvigorated and we'll we'll be ready to go again. You know, I I think almost a Saturday into I think it's Wednesday, you know, will be will actually be beneficial to us. Um, or Saturday into Tuesday, but I think, you know, weekend into midweek. I, I think I think it could help kick starters. The way the, the way this season started has just been it ju- it's just been really strange to go from you know the 12:30 Saturday into two Monday night footballs um and then you know the performances it's just been very alien it feels very strange as a Liverpool fan right now and I just I, I you know there is that glimmer of hope hope you know I'm hoping upon hope um that Palace can 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 pull out some kind of repeat of last season, pull out some kind of repeat of, as to what they did against us in terms of the danger on the counter-attack. Um, you know, City leaked three goals there um, against Newcastle on Sunday. You know, there is hope that, you know, that that, that they could drop points again. Look, if we went into, if we, we got, if we got, past four games and we were say only three points behind Manchester City, we wouldn't feel too, too bad about things, but look, it's all about, it's, it's all about Saturday now. It really is. Um And hopefully um in Klopp's, you know, in, in Klopp's sort of press conferences and stuff Friday and whatnot, hopefully that is messages just for the fans to get behind the team, you know, and not to dwell on some of the, negative stuff around you know as davo says about you know um witches and whatnot all this kind of stuff creeping into his 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 conversations with the press and whatnot because that people will just jump on that all day long and, and try and ratchet that up so no i think i think we've we've there is a little like it's not all doom and gloom but if we don't win saturday it got go, leaving that stadium if we leave if i'm leaving that stadium on saturday and we haven't and we haven't collected three points. I, I, I'll i feel like the the, the the season from a win in the league perspective is is not just it's just not going to happen. Mm. Mm.
1: Right, I'm not going to keep going into the down notes. So I, I'm I'm going to go with one because uh, for me the loser of the week is narratives. Right, narratives falling off all over the shop. So let's remember, right, um, Newcastle. Okay, Newcastle was a sports washing horrific branded piece of football, uh, that nobody will ever take seriously and pay any attention to. By this weekend, they were being celebrated as the team to topple uh, Manchester City, and they were a refreshing breath there to the team, right? Um, Eric Ten Hag was being sacked, and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was getting the job now. Now he's the greatest manager that's ever walked. He swore on live television and that's amazing because that's never been done before. Um, <laughs> Manchester City were invincible and were running away with the league. And that's, narrative's going out the window. Um, all the narratives that are broken this season, just completely broken. Chelsea, you know, we, we've talked all night long. Chelsea were beaten three at home by Leeds, right? Oh, Leeds and were at
0: home. and oh. that was a very, very fair Whatever. reflection of what, mm. what unfolded.
1: When you say Leeds were at home, it makes no difference, Shane, because both know, sets yeah, of fans yeah. are identical. They're the same people. It's like looking in a mirror. It's that. It's the Spiderman meme. They're both pointing at each other, right? They just have had different times when they've been fa- when they've been popular and, and famous. It's the exact same thing. So all the narratives are upside down. Well, there is no narrative. The narrative is dead. In the, the, the Liverpool narrative, the Highline defence, they're great. And it doesn't work now. It, now it actually doesn't work. It's like <laughs> I cut out. it's like you wow,
0: big time. Yeah, every everyone yeah. who was everyone who was banging on about it last season can finally start saying ah, but we told you, we told yeah, you the stuff, the line the
1: stuff all over the shop. That's a great one. Kevin, the Laszlo Panoflex Mitrovic can't score in the Premier League. He can clearly can narrative <laughs> gone out the window. <laughs> right? yeah. So it's like. <laughs> It's like, it, narratives are the losers of the week because it's just, it's all gone pee Um But eventually everything reverses to the main. So if we can get a nice narrative going that Liverpool are still challengers for the league, that's what's going to happen. And just, it just you think it into existence. So it's... Uh, the it's, it's the really only poet.
0: thing I want to happen this weekend is uh, for Arsenal to win and Arteta to get manager of the month because uh, we'll be yes. back to that position again.
1: The Arsenal narrative is, is fantastic. They they they're they're booking the all or nothing trend on Amazon. Normally the team goes absolute to Malogian, right? <laughs> but what's beautiful about it is this time last year, Everton were the danger of, of for winning the league, right? They were remember remember Rafa it was it was amazing times yeah, in in, yeah. in in Goodison.
0: They were going to and win Arsenal, the league. They're going to finish above Liverpool. Arsenal, Arsenal lost the last. Uh, they uh, they lost the first three league games, didn't they? They, yeah. were
1: after yeah.
2: games, yeah, right? yeah, they were bottom out
0: of
1: the three. Yeah, yeah, they were bottom out the three. Yeah, they were. And then, then they, then they were, fi- they were toured at one stage with the with yeah. Champions League wrapped up, and they still yeah. managed to finish in the Europa League spots. So people just, just step back breathe a bit of reality, realise that all the narratives at the moment, this is the forced act in the movie. The forced act in the movie has to throw everything on its head. Otherwise, you don't have a movie. Otherwise, you don't have a narrative. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. You can't have a soap opera without the soap part and we're in the middle of being washed with Imperial Ladder all over ourselves, right? And it's, <laughs> it's set, This is the tone for the season, right? So, narratives are the loser but trust me, they'll come <clears> back as the winners and that's what we need to just embrace. Embrace this. Embrace the fact that yeah, we lost United. But the payback for losing to United means that we probably beat them for the next ten times in a row. And that's that's fine. That's that's okay, right? It's eventually gonna happen. And-
0: I think part of the problem for us as Liverpool fans has been that we've had we have had these gaps, you know. We've had the sat the into the Monday into the Monday. We've had far too long to overthink and overanalyse our own performances, other performances. You know, to fill the gap to to watch games like Leeds against Chelsea and and you know even Brighton's performances uh, so far this season have been have been excellent. You know, we're forming all of these opinions of the new the new order in the league, sort of thing. Three games in, you know, I, I do mm-hmm. think I, I honestly think you know the fact that we've we're gonna have three games now. Uh, in the space of a week or eight days or whatever it is 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 going to help us kind of get a little bit more grounded with how this you know we're going to quickly go from 3 games to 6 games completed and it hopefully will help us get a little bit more realistic about what 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 teams are actually about this season
1: and that's when the other teams that are suddenly amazing at the moment will start struggling because it's the it's it's teams that are used to the 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 go 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 right they'll eventually find their flow. That's just what happens. Go, go, go. You find your flow. Um,
0: and some so of these you, teams, by the way, some look, of these teams have had to play League Cup games as well this week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there'll be the, there'll be those, uh, you know, added components to maybe how results go over the next, you know, couple
2: of weeks. And I'm sure, listen, I'm sure there's other maybe City fans, United you know, fans, opposition fans are kind of looking at us going, yeah, look at they've started bad, but, They'll click in and they'll they'll turn it around and go on around. I know it seems far away for us now after how bad last night was, but it's probably going to come.
1: Exactly. Now, um what was who's who, have we missed that one? Ray, I the the winner.
0: Go, yeah, winner. I my yeah, my winner of the week was City, you know, the obvious one for me was City because you know they 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 went to you know probably one of the trickiest places to go to this season, you know, from a from a you know, if you're a, if you're a, a City, a Liverpool, you know, a Spurs, an Arsenal, Man United, I think that's going to be a really tricky place this season to go to, uh St James's Park. You know, they they've got players who can who can hurt you. They've got goals in the side. They've got a really, I think, you know, probably the best England goalkeeper um around at the moment in Nick Pope. Um you know they've they've made some pretty shrewd signings. Um, still got your man, what was his name, Bruno Gamaresh from last season, uh, who was a revelation. Um, I think they're building something steadily there. Um, when I'm sure they be could 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 be going out and splashing a lot more dome and, and making even more ripples. But um, yeah, the 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 city obviously they take take the early lead, look like business as usual, and then Newcastle go 3-1 up and you're thinking, oh, hang on, you know, maybe maybe City aren't as invincible, but fair play to them. They come back, you you know, you kind of almost expected it. You almost expected them to go on and win the game once they got it to 3-3, but they got out of there with a point and I guess they wouldn't have necessarily thought that was going to be enough to maintain or extend their lead over us. But ultimately, they've kind of, you know, they've seen Chelsea getting beaten You know, they've seen us getting beaten. Um, I don't think they'll be particularly worried about Arsenal. Um, Even though they might be a little bit annoyed that two of the players that they let go there seem to be doing great things, but that's probably a minor irritation on the grand scale of things. But um, yeah, Yeah. City has say Palace this weekend. Hopefully there could be a a repeat, but um, I think they, they are probably feeling pretty comfortable about things right now. Um, and and you know, Harland looks like he's going to score. You know, two out of every three games, he's. Uh, I think he's definitely going to score more goals than than Nunes. Even though some some people before the season started were willing to argue against that being the case, but yeah, uh, f- fairly feel fairly safe that Harland will end up being top goal scorer this season. Mm. Uh,
1: my winner of the week was Newcastle. And I, I've like I've I've no time for the whole pro the Newcastle project in terms of what it is. I think I've been quite open about it. But when when I step back and look at it, like what what your man Eddie Howe has done is like he's spent about the same at the moment as what the what the, what other teams like West Ham and stuff have done, right? And what he's managing to get out of the team, park, park the whole projects right and this is what I said about the narratives I've, I've, I've absolutely no truck and no time for what's going on there particularly with the Saudi regime and, and, and everything that, that sits around it but I will say Eddie Howe is doing a phenomenal job at Newcastle he's um, they're getting results now they've taken that run of form they've had since February and they've brought it into this season now how long that lasts I don't know but he's you, you have to give him credit and when I go back and I look at how the City project was set up they used Mark Hughes Every, mm. there has to be a setup up man there has to be a setup man that gets you there, right? Yeah. And as much as as much as Rogers gets slaughtered by us, he was our setup man. He took us from the shite that we had to deal with up until then. For we, we dealt with, with with Hudson, then we dealt with Doug Leash in terms of what was there. But he moved us in and Rogers did move us on from where we were, moved and moved on and allowed the team to put the structure and put everything in place. Hughes moved City on to the point that Mancini could come in and win a league. And if Eddie Howe was their move on, man, at our setup man. Then Newcastle are putting in horribly in terms of a football a, a, a decent thing. I'm look like,
2: you know, I'm I'm And that they've been the opposite kind of the City feeling in sense that I think Rabinho was in the door about a week after. Yeah. Um, yeah. With yeah. City, whereas Newcastle haven't gone down that road at all. They've been kind of very pragmatic with their sign and spent some money but not gone fucking stupid. Um and they do listen, they they um they they do really look like he's he's doing he's doing a really, really good job how he's um saying something about the about um kind of Gerard and Lampard being the, the 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 press the love in with them for the press with the English managers, but it was uh Eddie Howe, and I actually can't remember who the who the one is Eddie Howe and someone else, but really should be the 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 press love in boys, uh the the managers that the press are having the love in for with the job that they're doing.
0: Oh, the Brighton fella, what's his name? Graham. Yeah, what's sorry, his name? yeah, oh, Graham Potter, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can see the next England manager being one of those two, realistically. You know, it, may, it mm-hmm. may be that, um, you know, Eddie Howe kind of parts quite amicably with Newcastle when the time's right, and he takes, you know, he take he takes the position, Gareth sauke vacates, and and then you know Newcastle. Bring in the the name that they probably feel like they're going to need to really kind of kick on to the Manchester City levels in terms of attracting yeah. all of the uh, all of the big stars and make you know uh, Graham Potter at the same time doing 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 great things you know some of the some of the players that he, he he's bringing in they look they look excellent so obviously their their scouting is working really well and um, you know. Um, i don't know it's a bit of me, bit of me still feels you know i'm i'm very anti towards you know what the likes of city and and newcastle stand for and um you know i don't really i don't i'm i'm not really kind of looking forward to the prospect of you know newcastle being up there in in 3 or 4 years time on the basis of what we kind of knows what, what what's a- likely to come and that's not just because you know we're going to lose potentially our position in the in the in the pecking order. It's just it's just how they inevitably are going to be able to kind of conduct themselves. Do you know what I mean? It just it just doesn't sit right with me. I'd almost you know I'd almost wish you know a uh, Chelsea or a Man United to come back in some respects.
1: Mm. where you have that established like, again you know it's it's because we sit in a privileged position of, of where a football club has been for the last 40, 50, 60 years in terms of where it is and you don't want to lose that position and we've only got ourselves back after having such a lull in terms of real be, being a real true contender with it within the within the course of an, an average season but I, I you know I, this is part of my reason why I've become very disenfranchised with football you can just see where the whole global football piece goes you're ha- going to have a series of these Teams that either are front ends for uh, nation state funds and that's all it's gonna it's, it's it's being bankrupt. You're
2: gonna need to you're gonna need to be that fairly soon, Philly. You're not gonna be
1: Yeah. Look, like I think there's an inevitability that Barcelona in its current state, some one of them comes in, whoever's the next nation state that wants to get involved in football, they, they some sovereign fund's gonna come in and just pump it into Barcelona, buy out the members and say, Yeah, look, we're gonna come in and we'll clean up the mess and then they'll be back. Been clearing off that debt and away it goes again. So then you have another nation state in, like it, like the way Qatar's in at, at PSG, and you've got the Saudis in at Newcastle, you have the Abu Dhabi lads in at um, wherever it is. Um, and I don't know where Dubai is at the moment. Maybe they're, they're sitting around waiting to see what's going on. Well, I think and you listen the to the, think, uh,
2: especially after the weekend with the boxing. Um, I think it shows you like sports fashion works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it works had and pushing that narrative phil anymore about no. newcastle because it's it's a uh, newcastle telly. they have the product once, once a month they, they have, have the, the product. product yeah they're not going to keep ramming it down people's throat there was a there was a girl thrown in jail or sentenced to 34 years for uh, retweeting a couple yep. of things in saudi arabia when she went out from college you obviously had the kashoggi thing you have you have fellas on scoy mm-hmm. any chance they get to go with the live golfers they're um they're having a pop at the live golfers. Uh, Sky, Sky Sports box office had the Joshua fight the weekend, and there was fucking nothing said on Sky about yep. uh the regime over there and like that. So, I think if it shows as sad as it is, it shows that it's sports watching, it's working and it, and it will work absolutely, work.
1: and that's. And we'll continue to work and sadly, not sadly, but it's just the way it is. Fans will lose their morals because humanity is bred to demand, greed and success. And that's literally what it always will always boil down to. Right. And I'll finish on this. And it goes back to my narrative piece as well. There was talk all day yesterday about United fans crashing the game and smashing the place up and smashing the teams up and smashing the buses up. Right. Um, what happened was they took the lead and they forgot that the Glazers were terrible and they wanted the Glazers out, right? Uh, And so they don't care. Once they're winning football matches, they're petulant school children. And essentially, that's what's been going on there. And they were given such airtime about wanting to save football and save humanity and, and look for everything that's going on. But in reality, of all the crowds... The United fans are the most petulant school children bunch of the whole lot because all they want to do is throw their toys out of the pram when they don't win football matches, okay? Um, and in reality, they should be standing up for something great. There was, a, there was a brief moment after that forced protest that other fans from other clubs were saying, right, let's let's try to do something. Let's try to change things. Let's try to make something happen, right? But that's gone. And that, that goodwill was lost very quickly. And when you see what happens last night in terms of the match, when the Liverpool fans started slagging them, what are you still doing here? Why are you... I thought you were all walking out when they're trying to get a chant on, And then eventually they end up back with the same chance that, they, you know, even their own supporters groups and, 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 the, the rights and, and their, their fan groups are saying, don't be singing those songs. They're straight out singing the songs. Why would anyone want to support that? Do you know what I mean? I hope the Glazers take every single penny (laughs) out of that club. Every single penny, right? I hope they invest it all in tom brady's next <laughs> ring, right whether it's whether it's a Super Bowl ring or just a joint inflatable ring he wanted for the for the sitting in key west right around tampa just just so he can relax his big bum right in terms of what it is i hope they take every penny of dividends i hope they let old trafford fall apart right yeah uh, because honestly,
0: you know what, they, i hope they invest it in a new ship that uh sits at the end of one of the uh at the, behind one of the end zones there, one of the pirate <laughs> ships that the Buccaneers yeah. have. If they can put a new pirate ship in maybe the other end um, instead of investing in Old Trafford, I'm all for that.
1: Yeah perfect I, 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 I'm fantastic right they should knock part <laughs> of the stadium down and not even fix it just say oh, we want to fix it you know, you know the way the lads and the Mediterranean used to just half build the house so they didn't have to pay the property tax because the house wasn't finished right that's that's why you used to go to Spain and see all these half built houses along the road as you came in right hopefully do that it's tax break and then just leave the f- half unfinished with a bit of a, of a of a pirate ship sticking out the side that'd be fantastic right I think that that's exactly what the premiership football is all about a pirate, a half built pirate ship sitting on top of old Trafford <laughs> <laughs> on the old Trafford, old Ferguson stand, and uh, just that a, a pirate ship sitting on top of there with, with Captain Redbeard or something floating down from the top. That'd be perfect, great, and letting a cannon off every time. Uh, watch your man Marcus Rashford is on side. That that would be amazing. He <laughs> <Just a laughs>
0: you wasn't, you wasn't on side a- last night, I'll tell you that.
1: That's a f- f- phenomenal, phenomenal decision of VAR, um, but I won't, I won't get into. I'm not going to ruin VAR on on, 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 on tonight. Okay. A point, um, anything else? A good, call?
0: A good point from Ashley though. That that, that 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 you know the the clip of um, the protesters forgetting about it as soon as Casemiro showed up outside the grounds, like you know that just that summed it up really, didn't it? I mean, it was some PR stunt really when you think about it to make sure that. They timed that sign and to the point where, um, okay, he wasn't eligible to play last night. Actually, it was a greater impact by unveiling him on the pitch and having, you know, the camera constantly going on him. Um, And the fact (laughs) that Casemiro is just an absolute, you know, jinx machine when it comes to Liverpool. I mean, just get him in the stadium and we turn Mm -hmm. to shit. He doesn't even have to be on the pitch, you know. His record against us is phenomenal, isn't it? So um, that, that you know, we, we've got little hope of beating United now for the next few seasons, presuming that he's playing, because uh, we just don't seem to be doing anything when Casemiro's in in, in the vicinity. But um, no, I mean they've they moan and they you know, as you say, they're like little schoolboys. They they you know they go on, they bang on about. The, the lack of investment the money that's being taken out the club and all that sort of stuff and then you see tables of what they've actually spent in the last 10 years on players uh, in com- in comparison to any other club really you put them up against any other club not just liverpool but any other club and it's it's embarrassing the amount of money that they've actually spent and where they where that where that club is actually headed the, last night was Last night allowed them to forget all of what what is actually going on there. Um, it, it's still it's still a circus, and they could could easily revert to type. You know, at the weekends, over the course of the next few games, you know, don't 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 bank on them suddenly this being the big corner that was turned because I, I wouldn't believe it for a second. It's still a dysfunctional, you know, dressing room whole kind of top to bottom of that club that that didn't change on the basis that they they beat liverpool last night 2-1 it it, it doesn't change an awful lot for me
1: yeah i only saw this this thing about ronaldo snob and cara um madness i i'll tell you um, the one thing that came in my head is like, when he did it the first time he should have just i if white character turned around the second time it was just like like good luck to you right just yeah whatever do you know what i mean i wouldn't like you you know you know the type of guy you know the type of guy that ronaldo is he's a (laughs) small-time guy (laughs) and he's just a small-time small-time loser we know that what what the situation with him i wouldn't bother i would just offer him a can of coke or a can of pepsi and see what would happen then he would have thrown his ties out of pram and run off crying to the stands that's exactly what the type of guy ronaldo is none of that bullshit
0: I should have just gone into full. I'm on the M62, gonna put my head out the window mode at that at that particular time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 um, I, 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 <laughs> 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 I, I just read yeah, about exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. it because it was, yeah, it was, it was so. Disrespectful was it? But like, what, what uh-huh. do you expect from Ronaldo? He's the biggest. He's the biggest child in that club, isn't he? Let's face it. Um, he's the symbol. Gary Neville, the, Gary Neville the symbol saying of you know, Gary Neville saying he's the man who should have took the ball by the horns last week when everything was falling apart. Just totally laughable. I mean, uh, as if Ronaldo would would have that an ounce of that in him to actually galvanize a dressing room.
1: Do you think Ronaldo should actually be the uh, the pirate king for that half-built pirate ship? You know, doing doing one of his, his, his little jumpies. Do you know what I mean? Like on I mean, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just on top of the pirate ship. Preston, the way he goes,
0: he's gonna That's have to find something else to do because I think I, I don't know I don't know I don't know if he's gonna get much uh, I don't know if he's gonna get much game time over the next over the next little while. You know what I mean?
1: he's he's who cares let's be frank
0: about it um, absolutely yeah i
1: know right uh we're about up to one hour and 15 minutes um okay uh thanks for everyone watching i want to say thanks to everyone for watching over the last um, and listening since 2013 um particularly with me um it's been a pleasure it's been an honor to to do this for you. It's been fantastic what Gav has done since he's taken it on. As I said, I will pop in and out every now and then, but I need to take this break because I'm just I just don't enjoy football anymore, and that's just <laughs> genuinely what it is, right? <laughs> um, the, I, like I've, I'm spending way more time watching racing, uh, well, not horse racing, cycling, and uh, American football. So if anybody wants to talk about American football, you, go you know where to find me. Yeah, go Bears, bear down. Um, and then last <laughs> but not least. Um, yeah, I, I just want to thank, and no, I genuinely, I want to thank all of you guys for coming along and, and being part of it. Um, it's been fantastic, it's been a fantastic, ride. And I'll hopefully have a couple of you on trippers chats uh, once a month when I want to bother doing something at all for Gav. So that's been it. This has been the Winners and Losers podcast. There is of course. The link. Where's the link? Hang on, I have to do this thing in the jig with the link. Um, where's the Bobby thing? Uh, I I can't find. It. Nice. Um
2: and links in the description anyway, Phil. I
1: think. The links in the description. It's um help Bobby to walk in terms of what's there. So if you can donate a few quid, absolutely do. And um it's been a pleasure, it's been an honor, it's been uh, everything that that I can possibly say. Thanks again, and I'll see you all in triple shots. That's show business. That's show business, baby.